Astros trying to finish this homestand with a winning record. Three and three coming into this game. The 0-2. Swing and a miss. Got him on a slider. And that is the ball game. The Houston Astros with a big seventh inning to come from behind and defeat the Cleveland Indians. Four to one. Astros split the four-game series after dropping the first two. Well, that seventh inning came out of nowhere. Carlos Carrasco cruising through the first six innings and actually through the first two outs of the seventh inning. And then it was just an explosion by the Astros offense. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to Astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. And greetings from Target Field in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where today the Houston Astros take on the Minnesota Twins in the first game of a four-game series. Start of a six-game road trip for the Astros, and they're coming off a 4-3 and homestand that ended with a split of a four-game series with the Indians, including a 4-1 to win over Cleveland yesterday. Robinson Chirinos go-ahead three-run home run in that game. Wade Miley giving up a run in five and two-thirds innings as the Astros have won their last two twins just swept the three-game series from the Orioles here at Target Field, including a 4-1 to win yesterday. Astros 17 and 11 in first in the ALS, a half game ahead of Seattle. The Twins in first in the AL Central, two games ahead of Cleveland with a 16-9 and record. It's time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Justin Verlander getting the ball for the Astros and Verlander pitching in a place he's very familiar, having pitched a lot of games here in the AL Central and doesn't seem to matter where he's pitching lately last 11 starts getting back to last year 7-0. and Yeah he, he was great probably turned in his best outing against these Twins team in, in his last outing going eight innings when the Astros needed it with the stretch of games they're in right now with not many off days to get innings out of your starters is vitally important that's why you have the, those types of pitchers at the top of your rotation. Verlander was great he threw a lot of elevated fastballs and the Twins just couldn't lay off. Jake Odorizzi getting the ball for the for the Twins, and the Astros saw him last Monday. Pitched pretty well, got the win, the only win that the Twins got in that series. Yeah, you know what? He always seems to pitch well against the Astros. In his last couple starts, he's starting to turn it on after a slow start to the season, and they like to attribute that to probably inclement weather. And last game, he had a good feel for that changeup. He throws that split-figured uh, changeup uh, type of grip, and that was a real good pitch for him, the slider and the fastball. He gets a lot of whiffs on his fastballs, too. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals in all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, this is a Twins team. Man, can they hit the long ball. That's something that uh, Minnesota has been known for so far in the early going, but they also haven't struck out a lot. They haven't walked a lot either. Well, uh, their mantra, it seems, because every time we hear somebody talk about this Twins team, including their manager, Rocco Baldelli, is to be ready on the first pitch. Yeah. You know, they feel like they probably got a little too passive in years past, and a lot of times that might be the best, best pitch you see. So uh, we saw Verlander make a quick adjustment. We said, remember, he started throwing the breaking stuff early in the count to get him off of his fastball and then finished him off with the hard stuff. So uh, they're ready. They're swinging. Uh, so you got to make really good pitches. Coming up next, we'll have the manager's show with A.J. Hinch presented by Waste Management. A little later, we'll hear from Astros outfielder Tony Kemp. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye. Into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? 
Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. Welcome back to Asher Launch, ahead of the four-game series with the Minnesota Twins. I'm with A.J. Hinch. And first off, talking about uh, this Minnesota Twins team, you guys just played them a week ago. What was your overall impression of their team? They're good. Um, you know, they, they have some matchups in the bullpen they try to exploit. Their starting pitching has been very reliable. Their offense uh, is very potent and dangerous. They they lead the world in home runs. Uh, you know they ha- they can they can score from any part of their their order. They've got some speed, especially at the bottom of the order. Um, they've got some power in the middle of the order. The, their their platoons are good because they've got switch hitters throughout the, the lineup. So it's a balanced team with a lot of power, a little bit of speed, and and some mojo going this year. Where they I think they're starting to believe they're contenders. You know they were hot coming into Minute Maid Park, but uh, Verlander had a great game against them. Eight innings, a one run. What did he do so well? Well, he was just himself. I mean, he, he's. He's got a really good fastball, and he enticed him above the zone, which was nice. He had command of his secondary pitch. He, he's got you know a full arsenal of pitches, and when he, when he goes out and he has a lineup like this that has a balance and different style guys, some power guys, some speed guys, he's able to mix his pitches. He managed the game very well. Um, and he threw high fastballs to high fastball you know, uh, vulnerable guys. And when he executes like that and he, and he becomes like a true pitcher and not so much chasing the punch outs or – um, or necessarily even up in the mid to upper 90s. Uh, it's kind of an artful way for him to get through the lineup, and, he, and so he did it last week. What's the biggest reason that a high fastball is so enticing to a hitter? Is it just because it's closer to, to your eyes? Yeah, you see it. I mean, you see it longer, and, and, and it, looks, it looks good. It's right up, the, right up there. And, um, you know, I think guys like Verlander, you're, you're, you're eager to get to his fastball because you know it has some explosiveness to it. Um, and so when you see something you're looking for, and it's outside the strike zone just a little bit, and you're a tick late. Um, you see a lot of pop-ups. You see a lot of swing and miss, and that's where JV's lived for, for over a decade. I want to talk about a couple of things in yesterday's game. A couple of unsung heroes. Number one, Chris Davinsky. New pitcher for the Astros is right-hander Chris Davinsky. He comes in here with Jordan Luplo at first base. Two outs. We're on the top of the six. Indians with a one nothing lead over the Astros. Big spot for Devo. He's been scoreless in six of his last eight outings. 2-2. Two, two. On the outside corner for strike three. Went with a slider, and the inning is over. Got a big out, a big moment for him. He's been struggling a little bit, a little off and on, but that was big for him, wasn't it? It was big, and, and especially because you come in and you have uh, you know, no margin for error. It's a close game. He's coming in with a runner on base. They stole second. Um, and so now there's a guy in scoring position, and, and a single can can put you in a bad spot. So uh, came up big with some, some power at the end. He threw a good changeup behind in the count, which we've seen him do for a couple of years now. Uh, but inherited runners that are stranded are, are the best kind for relievers. And Fromber Valdez comes into the game for you yesterday. A little short in the bullpen, so you needed somebody else to step up, and he was great. He was great. It was a perfect lineup for him. Um, you know, he, he was throwing the ball movement inside the strike zone. It, he was uh, barely missed outside the strike zone at all unless he wanted to. The power breaking ball was there. Uh, that's the best he's pitched coming out of the bullpen in his short time here. And the more, the more he pitches like that, the more I'm going to want to use him. Last thing, Torino's the big three-run home run. It is club to left field. No doubt about it. Gone. 
three-run homer, Robinson Chirinos. What did you think when you guys signed Robinson Chirinos? We saw so many so many home runs even against you guys last year from him. What were you expecting from him? Uh, you know, some pull homers. I mean, obviously, you know, oh, he's going to wear out the Crawford box. And, like, well, that ball was, like, outside the stadium. So <laughs> that one doesn't count as what we expected. We knew he was an offensive first guy. We also knew he had great makeup to, to work on some, some issues he's had behind the plate with receiving. He's doing a good job. Yeah, slowly getting better with that. And uh, we knew he'd be a stable part of a, of a catching tandem that we have that um, relies heavily on the game plan, but also – uh, can produce offensively. Is he catching so far this year a little bit more than you thought he would? No, I think he's catching about what I thought he would. Um, you know, two or three games in a row for him, and then I get him a day off and get Stass in there, and um, that's about what I expected him coming in. And and like I said, the more if we can keep him fresh, we keep his bat alive. We keep his bat alive. We'll yeah. get production like last night. All right, good luck tonight. You got Set just below the belt, two one. And Kent drives this one deep down the right field line. Ball is fucking, and that ball is gone. It's gone. It's gone. Tony Kemp a walk off homer in the bottom of the tenth, and the Astros win it four to three. He deserves a hug, and he's got a hug from about 30 of his teammates and coaches. Everybody dancing right on top of home plate as Tony Kemp sends everybody home. In a frenzy, what an at bat. That is how you end an 0 for 12. Gets the ice bucket dumped on him. Plenty of handshakes, and he just got hugged by Chirinos <laughs> and by Brantley. So plenty of hugs. Hugs for homers. <laughs> and now gets the biggest hug from his skipper, A.J. Hinch. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Tony Kemp. Big uh, walk-off home run in the 10th inning on Saturday. Your first one at the big league level, had you ever hit a, a walk-off home run at any other level before? No, first walk-off home run of, of my career and a couple walk-off singles and stuff in AAA yeah. and in college, but not a walk-off home run. That was awesome. So coming up to the plate, I mean, obviously home runs aren't something you're known for, although obviously it's something you can do. Mm -hmm. What was your mindset? Was it just try to get on base leading off the inning? Yeah, I mean, I've seen Simber a couple times in the minor leagues before and uh, just try to pick up his release point as best I could and um, you know, was able to get an advantage count right there and, and sit on a heater and just put my best swing on it that I could and uh, went over the fence. I think I surprised myself a little bit right there. <laughs> so when you hit it, you didn't know right away that it was gone? I didn't until I saw the ball fly probably like halfway, and I was like, I think that's got a good chance. <laughs> <laughs> now, we've seen you. You've kind of been a, a star of some of these walk-off celebrations in the past. There was the one where was the bucket I think was going to hit Altuve in the head. And Tyler White's walk-off. Walk yep, you're right. And you, swat, you swatted it away. Yeah, so yeah. You, you've had your moments, but it's, it had, it's a different feeling when it's you as opposed to celebrating one of your teammates. Yeah, it's definitely a, uh, a moment you were on the bases and you kind of try to replay it in your head and you can't even think about how you even got around to the bases to get to home plate. And, uh, you know, to see, to see everybody just greeting me, it's uh, – you know, it's why you play the game. And, uh, you know, I know, you know, as, a, as of late, you know, this team has been, you know, grinding away and we got a lot of good players on this team. So it's, it's cool to be a small part of that. Now, you mentioned it was against Adam Simber, sidearming right-hander for Cleveland. And a lot of times when you're a left-handed hitter, you're going to be asked to pinch hit, get at bats against sidearmers throwing from the other side yeah. with the idea that you see the ball longer. Have you found that to be the case? Yeah, you know, I think that obviously you want to, you have a righty side armor, uh, lefty comes in batter-wise. I think that it's a better advantage because that slider moves into the barrel rather than run away when you're a right-handed hitter. And 
Yeah, it's got its advantages for sure. Uh, you know, I'm just happy it worked out in our favor that time. You know, this year has been a little different than last year for you in that, you know, your playing time has been a little more sporadic, just the way things have worked out. Four guys on the bench as opposed to three, which was the case most of last year with one fewer relief pitcher. How have you been trying to stay ready? Yeah, you know, the guys that, uh, you know, that don't get regular playing time, we're staying, we're staying ready and we're staying locked in. Uh, you know, when the game goes on, we have a routine, we have a game plan that we go through in, in the cages and in the tunnel in the weight room to get ourselves mentally and physically ready to go in. And, uh, you know, this team is great and, you know, just blessed to be a part of a team that, you know, is always at the top of their division and always uh, a contender to go back to the World Series and get back to the playoffs. And uh, being able to get ready mentally, I think that it's uh, important and it's going to it's going to fuel the, the rest of how my career plays out, I think. So you and the other bench guys, you, you all kind of motivate each other and, and support each other in that way? Yeah, I mean, we know that, you know, like Diaz and uh, Mariznick and, and Whitey, we kind of know our roles, and yeah. uh, we've been doing it for a couple of years now, so it's not it's not anything new. Uh, we kind of knew going into the season that, you know, this team is going to be a, another World Series contender with, you know, Brantley, Reddick, and Springer uh, manning most of the days in the outfield, and uh, those guys have had unbelievable careers. So uh, to be able to learn from those guys and be able to uh, – uh, insert yourself and uh, contribute to the team on a, uh, a daily basis or any time your name's called is uh, it's great. Now you mentioned Michael Brantley. He's the new outfielder of the mix, at least new to the Astros, certainly not new to the big leagues, and it's a pretty tight-knit group, but it seems like he's fit in quite well, and I've seen you and other guys really seem to try to lean on him and, and pick his brain. Oh, yeah, he's one of those uh, veteran presence that you get uh, in a clubhouse, and you can tell how guys respect him because – you know, we've been on the other side of him, and we've uh, seen what he can do. And the damage that he does against us is uh, it's nice to have it on our side now. And, uh, you know, being able to just learn from him and uh, understand his routine, uh, his swings, and the preparations that he does before the games, it's uh, something that, you know, I, I've been incorporating myself, and uh, I know that's going to help me out uh, in the long run. Tony Kemp, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy if we grind together we can take it back our team and our city this is why we play this is who we do it for take it back for tickets go to astros.com tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS